Hi, I am really glad that you're here. You know, in a world that's largely based on social media appearance and other meaningless things, it's really rare to hear people speak from an unfiltered, genuine, heartfelt place. I'm your host, Lacey Hartzell, and this is Temporary is a safe, casual, non-judgmental space for you to hear from other people's experiences with their mental health. And through this, I hope you can see that all of our voices are powerful enough to help other people feel seen and heard and validated. Because even when you feel like it, you're not alone. Are you afraid of what's next? Me too, me too. You see the best you get, it's fine. In some room of Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of This is Temporary. Uh, my name's Lacey, and as you know, I'm your host. And I wanted to spend an episode letting you guys get to know me so that you can trust me as I guide this podcast and all of the different conversations with some really amazing people. Um, I felt it was important that you know where I'm coming from and my intentions in creating a podcast like this. Um, I was diagnosed bipolar 2 when I was hmm, 20, 21. Um, it was in, it was several years ago. And so I've been living with this diagnosis for a while now. So I've kind of learned a lot about my episodes and my medication, thank God. And um, I was even passionate about mental health before I received this diagnosis because I always had mental health problems growing up. Um, I had extreme anxiety disorder as a kid. I mean, I was the kid who my mom couldn't take to spend the night at a friend's, like, spend the night party because I would get like so anxious I'd get sick (laughs) and they're like okay she's got a problem and my mom didn't like taking me to the doctor's office because I would I just have an anxiety attack or throw up when they took my blood (laughs) um and it's hard because at this point in my life I'm very aware of my mental health journey what I am just now diving into um I've always been aware of it always intimidated of going there is my trauma journey and my triggers because I do think that those go hand in hand and they affect each other but um my bipolar isn't necessarily dependent upon my trauma and vice versa um but because I am pretty genetically exposed my father has bipolar and there's a history of it on my dad's side of the family um but anyway all that to say like I've grown up a little bit of like a uh, spunky all over the place, feeling misunderstood, feeling inadequate, feeling not enough kind of kid that, that still lives inside of me today, um, as an adult woman. And, um, I'm working on it. And, and the more I've been open about this process of working on it, (laughs) um, the more comfort I've received and healing I've received and knowing that I'm not alone. So that's a huge, a huge inspiration behind this podcast is I, when I was diagnosed bipolar, I wanted more than anything just to know that I wasn't alone and to know that there was someone else out there like me who understood it and who, uh, was okay 
because uh, to be honest, um, I love my father, but um, he, he struggles a lot. And I think even at the moment, he's going through some intensive therapy and I'm proud of him for that. But um, his pain has caused my family a lot of pain and, and me a lot of pain and and triggers and my own trauma. Um, and uh, seeing him with substance abuse issues um, was hard because there was no um, predictability in the house. And I think that's hard for anyone who's bipolar anyway, um, but especially towards a family when there's other factors affecting you. Um, it's just tough. And so when I was diagnosed, I was like, oh, crap, I'm doomed. I I didn't know of anyone else, and I thought that I was just going to be unstable and hurtful and... Um, and I, I just didn't know what to do. And I think we can unpack that, you know, more as time goes by. But a big statistic for bipolar people is that um, <laughs> they'll go through a divorce. And I've already done that, even at my young age. Um, and I've learned a lot and I've hurt a lot. And uh, even yesterday in the final week of preparing for this podcast, I, find my, I found myself getting very emotional and a grateful, like overwhelmed with a very deep purpose-driven joy that was basically just grateful that now I'm finally finding some purpose by using my voice to talk about these things and be vulnerable with these things. Um, not only when you're vulnerable do I feel personally like those demons or those stories that you might feel like you need to keep hidden can't have a hold on you anymore because you put them out there yourself, it was in your control. But also that, that all the pain that I've been through, all those moments of feeling so incredibly alone, so misunderstood, and so hurt, um, now have purpose to them for me. And, you know, when we actually started this podcast, I say we, because I've, I've had a lot of very close awesome people um, in my life who have played a factor in helping um, influence the decision making in this process of creating this. But uh, one of those things was trying to decide about whether we were going to name this, this is temporary or purpose in the pain. Initially, it was purpose in the pain. And I sent it to my friend Maddie and I was like, yeah, purpose in the pain. And it resonated with us. And then I thought about it and I was like, you know, Oftentimes, what I have to tell myself in the middle of the pain, when the pain, especially as a bipolar person, feels absolutely overwhelming and I'm drowning in it and I um, do deal with suicidal ide ideation and that's often where my mind goes, even though I'm at a healthier place overall to where I don't necessarily plan something, my mind can go there very easily because of how strongly I feel and those feelings are valid and... Um, because they're my reality. But uh, yeah, it's like through opening up and through talking with people, through um, therapy, through all my different outlets, I've kind of pioneered in a way um, and had some great people along the way to guide me too, thank God. But um, it's helped me to see that there's purpose in our pain if we set that perspective into motion um, and that good can come from bad. And I'm not saying that as a blanket statement. I'm really saying that in mental health, concerning mental health right now. Because even with bipolar, which is obviously what I personally understand, I 
have a lot of benefits from being bipolar. Heck, even making this podcast happen is hypomania at its best, especially with this uh, much of a time crunch. Um, I've been, what I say is kind of like pregnant with this idea for like two years or more. Um, I've been having that nudge to want to do something like this um, because I've been using my voice in small ways on my social media account or with people in conversations, but um, I've always wanted to be a part of something bigger than me when it came to mental health, um, when it came to ending the stigma that I still, as much as I practice and preach, you know, trying to break the stigma, I still fall victim to believing it at times and feeling shame and embarrassment for things that aren't my fault. Um, So I want you to know, like, yeah, I am so grateful to be hosting this podcast and to be kind of guiding this ship, if you will. But uh, I don't have it all figured out. (laughs) I don't have all the answers. Um, Even heading into this, like I said, I felt shaky and nervous and reluctant to do this portion that was just me because I was like oh how are they going to perceive me and and it doesn't even matter I question that because I'm like it's not about me you know like I hope that if my voice is annoying or if whatever doesn't vibe with you know that's chill that's fine I get it and that I hope you can still focus on all the other amazing people that I'm going to be interviewing and having discussions with because I already and only recording a couple of them so far I've been so inspired um, by what they had to say I mean that's crazy what people have to say when you ask to go there so often in our you know everyday lives people say and this really annoys me but people say hey how are you and they don't mean it it's a it's just a thing we say and I hate it because I'm the type of person who wants to give you the truth my life's mission is to be authentic in my work as a storytelling actor and as a human being and as a mental health advocate so if someone asks me how I'm doing, I've kind of lived in this weird place sometimes of being like, oh, they don't want to really hear because then I'll be a burden because they don't want me to ruin their day by saying like, oh, I'm actually depressed. And, and I don't want them to feel emotionally responsible for me. That's not what I'm saying here. But I guess the point is I'm creating a space that I think is very necessary to say, how are you really doing? Um, that's what I'm interested in. That's that's the bread and butter I need every day. Um, and I know there's a lot of you out there who want that too. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I should tell you a little bit more about my background. I'm from Alabama. Um, <laughs> roll Tide. <laughs> I hope I didn't lose any listeners with that. Um, my grandfather passed away actually heading into this quarantine which we're all in the middle of right now. And um, yeah, he started actually passing away on my birthday and died a couple of days later. And he's the best man I've ever known in my life. The only grandfather I've known, my mom's dad. Um, And I really, since moving away from Alabama, I love Alabama more than I did when I was there. And I cherish the, the positives that I can take from growing up in that state. Because there are negatives, obviously. But uh, my granddaddy loved 
is Alabama football. And um, that's why I say Roll Tide, for real. Not as much of a sports girl, so sorry to break your hearts if you are. You do you, (laughs) boo-boo. But anyway, uh, yeah, I like I said, my dad's side of the family has um, more the mental health issues, and they're very colorful, fun, loud people, um, and I get a lot of that from them, and I'm grateful for that. But there's also a lot of pain there and a lot of trauma, and um, there's suicide on that side of the family. I never met my dad's dad my other grandfather, um, because he decided to take his own life. And dealing with bipolar myself, I personally understand it. Um, And I think it's a very misunderstood topic. Um, For me, the times that that's been a very real thing for me was because I was in so much pain that I just wanted out. And I didn't have hope. I didn't have a message. And I felt alone. And so, again, if any of you are feeling that way right now, first of all, I am so sorry. But know that you're not alone. Know that the pain is temporary. Um, Know that it gets better and it's cyclical. You know, that's life. You can't have the high mountains without the low valleys. But um, at this point in my life, I, I think not that pain is necessarily easier to navigate because I still feel it all. But with my experience of everything I've been through to this point, I'm able to look back and say, well, I made it through that. So I guess I can make it through this too. And I want you to have those experiences too, where you can look back on those really, really deep ruts and go, uh, I got out of that. So I'm going to get out of this next one too. Um, And you'll be strong for it and you will be resilient and you will be building your character and your compassion all along the way and realizing your purpose in that pain that makes you a force to be reckoned with when you believe that your voice matters. So I'm trying to tell myself those voices today (laughs) because like I said, it was like pulling teeth getting myself to to get around to do this this week. And I think it's because I got really hypomanic and um, which can seem very unstable if I don't regulate it with good sleep and eating and everything like that. Um, But I've been so excited about making this podcast that I uh, got a little uh, unhinged, I guess. And I didn't want to come across as crazy, which again is one of the stigmas with mental health. And it's like, I've even told myself voices that I shouldn't buy into. So I'm really working here with you guys, alongside you guys in this journey to end the stigma and to educate ourselves to um, how to talk about this in a way that's casual and healing and that connects us all. You know, bipolar has affected me uh, daily. And I always kind of laugh at the times where I've found my episodes getting into some type of routine that is let's just say a hint predictable and um I might have a couple days where I'm like I don't even feel bipolar at all I just feel like me and I think that's a good mix of a regulated routine of sleep and eating well and exercising that I have to stay very um strict with uh because I have a history of being a theater kid and and staying up late and having crazy hours, you know, pulling all-nighters and 
and feeling like it's okay for me to feel free to drink with friends in a safe place. But the reality is that stuff messes with me now. It messes with my medication. It messes with my chemical imbalances and balances. So I, I've had to find what works for me. And I've learned that it's not just people with really severe mental health diagnoses that have to do that. It's most people. And that's why another reason I think this podcast is for more than just people like me. I think it's for, yes, friends and family of people like me, but um, uh, also people in general, because we all need to work on our emotional health, you know, that I think goes kind of hand in hand with mental health. Although some of us do have these, you know, diagnoses that are blatantly affecting us, um, whereas other people might be more subtle. So I, I know you're really going to learn a lot um, if you listen into these next several episodes, which I, I hope just go on forever, because I'm bringing in all kinds of really cool people. Because I think that the more people we have, you know, talking about all these things in a casual like shameless way, the closer we are to ending the stigma and helping people to live in hope and healing regardless of their diagnosis. So that's my heart with all this, guys. Um, you know, I talked with my psychiatrist this week, um, and she's awesome. And And one thing I want to point out is I am so fortunate and blessed to have the insight that I have um, growing up with a father with bipolar that I could watch, so I knew something of it. Um, and it's something that I've, I've, you know, immersed myself in the study and research of um, because I have a personality and a hunger to under to want to understand everything. But but to be able to have the therapist that I have, the psychiatrist that I have, the access to this whole entire network of help and the people in my life um, has helped me get through it. So um, if you don't have access to something like that, hang on, hang in there, um, find a way to speak um, there are hotlines if you need that route, but find a way to speak to someone. If you're in school, find a counselor. Um, I know through different people's, um, you can go to your primary physician to, you know, find someone to be set up with to talk about these things. I mean, I was personally tested my whole life um, <laughs> because they were like, what is wrong with her? I was just, my my reality was invalidated and denied a little bit growing up. Okay, not a little bit. A lot of bit is the way it felt. I'm going to call it for what it is. Um, that's a lot of the trauma I'm currently working in, so you can tell I'm, I'm uncomfortable talking about it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I wish that our nation's funding for mental health was more serious and more um, ample. Because even talking with my psychiatrist this week and hearing about how in the state of Tennessee, which is where I lived for a while before I moved to California, um, the overdose rate has multiplied by four times in the past two months of quarantine. Um, so people are, 
either accidentally or intentionally um, losing their lives to substance abuse. And I can only imagine that they're feeling an overwhelming, you know, wave of pain that has brought them to that place of feeling like they need to either self-medicate or self-regulate, but because of quarantine and COVID and all that stuff, they're having a hard time regulating or where they're getting their stuff from. I mean, that's just a small insight that's not being talked about. Um, but I guess with my upbringing, I learned a lot about what not to do. Um, so by all of us coming together and talking about all these things, we're just kind of bringing to light awareness. Cause I think that's where a lot of this starts for people that are personally dealing with these different ranges of mental health conditions or with their family that are, you know, trying to be of help to someone they don't know how to help. And I've definitely had to be that person with my own, you know, studies to try to say, hey, this is how you help me. <laughs> and oftentimes it's as simple as saying, I don't need you to fix me. I just need you to be here for me, to meet me where I am in the pain. Don't try to make me happy and tell me positive things like it's going to be okay because I'm incapable in this moment of um, being able to go there. I want to go there and I will go there. But in this moment, I just need you to sit with me and tell me you love me. Tell me it's going to be okay, but don't tell me you're okay, you're okay. I think a lot of people default to saying that. We even say it to children when they get hurt. And I get it on that level maybe, but as an adult, if I'm looking like I'm not okay, it's because I probably ain't okay. <laughs> and some people are uncomfortable with sitting in that, and I get it. But I'm, um, for any of you Enneagram people out there, I'm a four-wing three. So I sit in it. Sometimes I indulge in it when I am working on balancing, giving breath to emotion and saying, hey, I sat in that grief. And I, I think that's a really good point right now. Grief, golly. Going into this COVID pandemic and this quarantine, everyone has lost something. I mean, some people have quite literally lost their lives or lost their livelihoods, their jobs, their... Um, wedding people I know people who have you know had to reschedule big events and college and high school graduates not being able to walk the stage um that's loss and don't let anyone invalidate you for whatever loss you're going through right now um and the grief that you need to process and the feelings you need to feel because of all of that um I went into it like I said with the loss of my my granddaddy and and I lost my routine as a bipolar person. I need my routine, and I lost that. I was stuck in Nashville for a couple months, and that was quite triggering. And, um, yeah, I just think a lot of people are hurting right now, and a lot of people feel alone, and mental health is not really being talked about, but we're being bombarded with statistics and, you know, fear-stricken facts on COVID and People aren't really talking about the repercussions of how this is affecting people's mental health. So I know that this introduction has probably seemed a little more like, oh, <laughs> and that hasn't been my intention. Um, maybe it's because I'm talking alone. <laughs> I'm with you guys, but y'all aren't with me yet. You know what I mean? Um, in the recording process, at least. But um, 
Yeah, this is going to be casual, guys. We're putting it out there. The conversation is already going. We're joining in on it. And I want you to join in on it with me and with all the guests on this podcast. And um, hopefully that can inspire change (laughs) in the way we think and talk about and feel about all things to do with mental health. And we can tune into ourselves and stop focusing on how other people perceive us. Focus how we perceive us, you know, how we perceive ourselves and, and live from that internal place of being okay and accepting and celebrating all versions of ourselves. And that for me is the nervous, awkward, giggly, feeling not good enough, um, feeling too unstable, lacy, like she's just as worthy and presentable and valuable as um, the giggly, fun, energetic version of me, um, which I feel like I normally am, but today, today I'm in a weird headspace, guys, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you in it, and I, as like uncomfortable in a way, it makes me to be like, oh, I needed to be super upbeat for my first episode. This is me, guys. This is just a part of me, and, um, you know, I think when we're living from that internal place and not comparing ourselves to others we start to find peace with that. And I want that for you too. So anyway, thank you for joining and listening to this first episode. I'm sorry I've been a little disjointed, um, but I can't promise that's going to change that much because (laughs) I'm going to keep it real. And, um, And I hope you do with everyone in your life as well. And you can find the freedom to do that because you are worthy and you matter. You're important. You're special. And I hope that this makes you feel validated and understood. So be talking to you guys soon. Take care of yourselves. Bye.